Welcome back to another episode of the Off Market Operator Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be going through uh, recent questions, Q&A I've gotten in my DMs and on the Q&A I do, I do on my story on Instagram. Questions that I think are, are prevalent and useful for, for everyone in the audience to use and consume and think about. So without further ado, let's get right into the show. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things, control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. So uh, as you guys know, I do a Q&A show once a month or so, and I think it's valuable. I usually will throw away a question and answer thing up on my Instagram story, and I'll answer a few of them on there. But for, for most of the time, to be honest with you, it's really to, to get ideas and questions for the, these shows. So first thing first, the number one thing I want to tackle today, and a really good question I got was, what's the amount of money that's the most significant to, to feeling financially stable, financially free? When do you feel the richest? And and to me, no no number ever feels the richest. No, no number ever feels, I guess, more powerful and more confidence building and cooler than that first month you make $10,000. To me, that first month you make $10,000, especially if it's your own venture, it's your own business. And and you take that out of the business is is one of the coolest things to me. It, it's it's so cool to watch other people go through that. I remember myself vividly because I paid myself for the first couple of years of my company two, four, five. I remember the first month I paid myself seventy five hundred. I was like, holy crap! I just paid myself seventy five hundred dollars in a month for my business, and then that went to ten. And I think I think ten is the first place where you really feel like holy crap. And as you grow in your entrepreneurial journey, you get older, you realize it's not an insane amount of money. But that's always my answer: is there's nothing feels as good as that first ten thousand dollars you're able to pay yourself. Yeah, not nothing, in my opinion, right? A hundred thousand to me um, didn't feel the same. Um, seeing that number at one time didn't feel the same. And so on and so forth. It just, it just doesn't feel the same as that first month of, of ten thousand dollars coming into your account. Yeah, the confidence that builds, as well as it can build some other things like ego. But that, to me, that was that was the that was the ground shaking moment. And the next question to me is, you know, uh, that I get in my DMs quite a bit is, you know, asking, hey, how do I like, what's the next step up from a, from a wholesaling business? In my opinion, I think it depends on what you want. If you want a lifestyle business that pays you 20, 30, $40,000 a month, that's awesome. It's great. If you want to build a portfolio, go do that. But to me, once you build a wholesaling business, I think it's always worth to have some version of that running. Um, once you get good at it, I think it's worth, always worth it to have some version of a wholesaling business running and in and, and the background, at least to to supplement whatever you want to do. Because whether you want to, you want to build homes, you want to flip homes, you want to develop homes, you want to build a portfolio. If you can source your own deals, it just creates so much more scalability and so much more yeah, practicality to it. So I think I think continuing on forever is, is very important. The question I always get is what's the best market channel to start out with? And in my opinion, unless you are coming from a W2 that's high paying or you have a ton of money saved up, in my opinion, the best way to start and get going on the marketing side of things is outbound marketing because you can force conversations and you can force pipeline. And honestly, you need a lot of reps to get good at sales, to get good at lead management. You need a lot of reps to get good. And so I don't recommend going and spending 10 grand on a mail campaign, spending 10 grand on pay-per-click or any of these high dollar per lead marketing channels. Start with something like cold calling and you know you can do it yourself or use a service like easybuttonleads.com and uh, grow it that way because at the end of the day, if you can force conversations predictably at a low lead cost, you can get your reps in. Eventually, you'll build into other marketing channels. But at first, you don't need to to kill yourself in your bank right away. In my, in my opinion, that's what I teach. I don't, I don't think there's a right or wrong way, but I teach starting with outbound marketing. I think it's the highest leverage way to get leads in the door, get reps up. And it's the least risky way in my opinion, to to create uh, deal flow and lead flow early, early on to get reps in. That's a question I get all the time. Buyers, buyers. Every single time I post one of these Q&As, 
I always get a question along the lines of, hey, cool, how do I get my first buyer? I have it. I think I have a deal. How do I, how do I find a buyer? And I'm not one of those guys that says, hey, if you have a deal, you'll find a buyer. My opinion is you go in, the best way for your first deal, right, is to be out there telling people what you do. And that's why I'm a big proponent of not like virtually wholesaling everywhere in the country, but actually having like, you know, being in your backyard and going to events and meeting investors in person, because it's the easy, it's easiest to sell deals off personal relationships. If you have rapport, you have kind of tr some kind of trust, credibility and relationship with someone, it makes it way easier to, to get a deal done to trust them and to, and to get a deal across the finish line. And in my opinion, that's just my opinion. Other ways, right? Facebook groups, right? Going in Facebook groups and finding emails and scraping those. I don't, I don't recommend mass blasting deals. Don't text and email a deal to the whole world uh, when you first get it. I don't think that's a good practice to do, uh, but really focus on relationships. If the more you focus on relationships in this business, the better you do, the bigger your brand will get and the more people will know who you are and what you do. Super important. So that's finding buyers. Let's talk about first marketing channel, uh, first hire. First hire is a question I get. I recommend your first hire being some kind of executive level virtual assistant, four or five, six, seven dollars an hour off something like upwork.com. Yeah, what, what you can do there is you can uh, find someone that's good at admin, list pulling, data stacking. They can do your calendar, your emails, text marketing, whatever you need them to do on an admin basis. A lot of times just getting admin waste off your plate, we call it, will help you scale your business uh, very efficiently, very effectively, and very quickly, uh, super quickly in a lot of cases. So I definitely recommend having some some kind of admin virtual assistant on staff uh, for four or five, six dollars an hour to take a lot of your admin work off the plate. Uh, super important. You want to treat them like any other employee, but it's a great way to one, get reps up because delegation is a muscle you have to build, but also it helps you get a lot of stuff off your plate to focus on what's highest leverage, which for you is probably talking to sellers and talking to buyers and getting deals done. Next question is underwriting remote and um, getting deals locked up without going in person. What I teach, what, I, what we've done historically is we're, we're acquiring contracts off market to sell to investors. We don't ever go out in person most of the time, 90% of the time. We'll get a deal done over the phone via DocuSign, walk them through it via Zoom call or phone call, and then we'll go out and verify and get photos with our boots on the ground. Um, but you don't need to go in person and sit in living rooms to get deals done. It, it works, but you don't have to do it that way. Uh, and that's the reality of the situation. Beyond that is understanding and, and really putting into practice, you know, under understanding negotiation over the phone. It's a skill you have to build. And in my opinion, it's it, that's the coolest part about this business is it forces you to build school, build skills that translate to money making the rest of your life, like negotiating over the phone, like negotiating contracts, things of that nature. And on the underwriting side, I don't know anything. My team doesn't know anything about what a really what a roof costs, what a window costs. We just know average price per square foot, what it probably costs to fix a home. And I, I'll call a buddy who's a, who's a high volume flipper and just be like, hey man, like what are you guys paying right now per square foot? We'll put that into our calculator. That's as simple as we keep underwriting. The better you get at underwriting, the better, the easier the business is. But like, I don't know much about tactical nuances of real estate at all. And we've done hundreds of deals, hundreds of wholesale deals, right? Hundreds of deals where we're selling a piece of paper. Last one I'll end here is, in, in my opinion, is uh, that I get quite a bit is how I schedule my days, um, especially with, with teams and stuff. And I like to theme my days. And as a, as a business owner, I think it's important that you kind of theme days off. So today's a Friday and I'll kind of do this in reverse. So Fridays I film, I film all day. So I, I don't take meetings Friday. Um, Fridays are my day to clean up, to film. And then my afternoons, I'll clean up the week. So I'll get through emails, through Slack messages. I'll send out memos to end of the week to my team with priorities heading the next week. I'll review our financials and review our company KPIs on Fridays. It's a great way for me to wind down, film all my content for the next week. And usually I'll try to stay two weeks ahead and then kind of wind down the week. So I go into the weekend with a clear head. Thursdays for me are community days. So community days in the mornings, I have 
Um, every single morning of the week besides Friday, I have four to six hours of blocked off creative work time where I'm just focusing on a project to hire a system of process, something high leverage that's usually just me, headphones on at my computer, working through it. Um, so Thursdays, that's what I'll do in the morning. Then I'll have community calls. So with our, with my coaching groups, I'll do community calls. And then in the afternoon, I'll do coaching calls. With a break in the middle of the day for lunch, or I'll go to the golf range or something like that. Wednesdays, pretty much I call them off days for when it comes to calls. So I don't really take calls on Wednesdays unless it's super urgent. Um, except for I, Wednesday morning, I have my four to six hours of, of creative work. I'll meet with our CFO and then I will uh, take uh, a lunch and then I'll come back and I'll have more creative work in the afternoon or uh, I'll have an urgent meeting or something if needed. But Wednesdays for me are kind of the flexible day in the middle of the week. Tuesdays are company calls days where I have our company calls with our uh, leadership teams. Um, so those normally go from about 12 to 2 in the mornings. I still have my 4 to 6 hours. In the evenings, I'll usually have coaching calls on Tuesdays. Mondays are my individual one-on-one direct report days. So I'll normally uh, spend 4 to 6 hours again in the morning on my deep work project I'm working on. And then I'll meet with my downward direct reports at each company. So I'll meet with the president of our call center um, business. I'll meet with the president of my real estate company, president of our coaching companies. And we'll sync on... Um, what needs to happen this week, they'll update me on numbers. We call it Stomp PVF, or they'll update me on systems, technology, operations, finances, everything in, in one straight shot. It takes about 15 to 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, that's essentially my schedule. It's a mix of coaching calls, community calls, deep work, one-on-one direct report meetings and team meetings, and then obviously filming. But I like to batch it and theme it. It makes it way easier for me to stay efficient and keep my mind focused on one thing. I don't like mixing in like calls within filming. I don't like filming my calls. So, you know, Again, it's, it's 3.45 here on a Friday. I'm still at the office filming. I'll probably be filming till five, wrap up my week and, and head home or head to dinner. And I'm always changing it, but that's the general structure I found to work great for me. And I try to only check my inboxes three times a day. So I have a, my, my chief of staff, which is a fancy word for an executive assistant who runs a lot of our projects, hirings and teams, but uh, keeps my inbox organized, my Slack organized so I can spend 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunch, 10 minutes in the evening, just clearing out my inboxes with high priority stuff. And it's worked great for me. So as always, you guys, a quick Q&A episode here, hitting on four or five things that are themes that questions that come up a lot. Hope you got value out of it. Um, again, as always, we don't put paid ads behind the show. It only grows through word of mouth and we don't sell anything on here and we're not promoting anything. So if you can refer a friend, a family member, whoever share on your story, leave us a review. It means the world. It helps a lot. DM me. I do read DMs. I like seeing what you guys like or do not like about the show. And as I always say, until next time, you're only one deal away.